whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. So I wanted to start out tonight uh, to talk about some a situation that uh, apparently developed last year at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and has kind of been festering uh, since then. And it's, it's not – it's just all around completely unnecessary, everything that has happened. And it kind of – I want to tie it into an overall discussion about uh, resolving disputes and what is or is not, in my opinion, and yours are certainly are welcome uh, – what is and what is not an appropriate way or the right way to go about resolving disputes in different situations. So I want to give you the background briefly here on what it is we're, we're going to discuss, the specific incident. Uh, it has to do with the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which takes place during the summer. Uh, we broadcast live from that pork fest every single year. Wayne, have you been to a pork fest? You have, yes. Yes, I, just, I, I don't stay the whole time because I'm always running around busy, but I usually try right. to get there at least one day. It's a lot of fun. You get to to uh, you know to hang out in the woods with a bunch of liberty minded people and enjoy their company and do woodsy things. There's hikes and there's some gun shoots and whatever else. They've got different games for the kids. Playground there for the kids and yeah. uh, water park. Yeah, so uh, yeah, all kinds of uh, opportunities to engage in socializing with other people of the the liberty mindset. And there's the occasional uh, speaker, etc. So uh, you can go to porkfest.com to learn more about the event because there's one coming up this year, and we're going to be there. And it's looking like it's going to be an entire week, which should be a lot of fun because normally people stay there for the whole week anyway. So I think they've just expanded the official event to to last the whole week. But this past year. Uh, there was a kind of a, a new aspect to the Porcupine Freedom Festival that was, I think, a welcome aspect, and that is that people were doing uh, what you might call agorism. They were uh, were basically providing s- services and, and products to people without asking the government's permission to do so. Well, what it looked like, uh, you know, besides the agorism aspect that they, they're choosing not to uh, pay taxes on, whatever it is they make, basically they had vendors and it was really awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, they had food vendors and other types of vendors as well. One of the food vendors was a friend of the show, uh, Mama Allie, and we've had her on this program a number of times over the last few years because uh, she's, I think, an outstanding example of an underground business, uh, a businesswoman, somebody who operates a business, in this case, uh, the, the Last Biscuit, originally in Savannah, I believe now operating in Knoxville, that essentially is a 24-hour, or was, maybe it's not now, I don't know, but uh, it, it has been in the past, a 24-hour establishment where she's cooking up food basically in her kitchen and delivery drivers are taking it to people that, that order them. And so she brought up her business to uh, to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. She set up on a campsite and, and was cooking up hot biscuits and gravy and all kinds of other southern food uh, all weekend long. And it was incredibly successful that she had to keep going back to the store, the grocery store, bought out all of their flour. I mean, it was just an, an overall, it was her first time at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it was, a, I would say, an overall unqualified success uh, for her business-wise. And she also got to meet a lot of interesting people as well while she was there. But anytime you engage in providing a product or service to the public, and in this case, Porkfest is hundreds of people. This is a large event. There were, I think, over 800 people at the last Porcupine Freedom Festival, at the very minimum, at least 800. And so there's a lot of potential customers there, and therefore, there's always the chance that something's going to go wrong. Someone is going to be dissatisfied with the service or the product that they receive, 
And then in that case, if you can, if the customer is not being unreasonable, you want to do whatever level of customer service you can to make sure that your reputation stays good within the community and and hopefully you know satisfy that person if you possibly can to bring him back for another uh, another day or another another purchase in the future or at least at least make it so they don't trash talk your business to to their friends because that can be it's word of mouth that will that will make or break a business yeah it can be devastating especially especially in the food service uh, industry you can advertise your restaurant all you want but if your food sucks and your service sucks you just the word's going to get around and people are going to know. Well, if what you got to think is, well, what's it like for a person who goes to a restaurant and gets bad service, and then how many times are they going to go to that restaurant after that? Um, you know, you're, you, if you can salvage that situation, you try to do that, and you know that's it's that's the best you can do in a circumstance like that. So there was a situation involving, and and there are I think mistakes made on both sides of this this conflict that we're going to talk about here, and I think that. Uh, I was hoping to get the other side of this uh, the, this conflict on the phones to, uh, tonight and last night as well, hoping to get uh, one of those folks on to kind of give their side and to to talk about it. But it it just you know it didn't work out. Last night uh, their their cat died. Uh, I guess it had to be put down. Got sick. It's and, devastating. The senior uh, my my cat just uh, just got put down. Right, mm-hmm. and then uh, tonight uh, today uh, I had the lady who was offended in this case. Um, she had asked me if she could come on the show rather than her her boyfriend or husband maybe her husband um and i said well of course yeah so come on let's let's get this set up and then she changed her mind she thought that i would be taking the side of mama ally in this and she felt like it would not be a, a fair discussion so i figured well i've already put mama ally off one day i had already scheduled her to come on after the young lady had said that she would come on and so i figured let's just have mama ally on here tonight to at least talk about her side of this and and maybe where where she or her crew went wrong and perhaps uh, encourage apologies, encourage restitution, encourage, you know, a move toward solving this problem. Allie, are you with us? Hi, Annie, and how are you? Oh, good. It's good to, uh, good to have you here, of course. Now, you're in Knoxville now, right? I am. And uh, can, can uh, you correct for me? Now, for now. Is, uh, is Knox Last Biscuit up and running, and is it 24 hours now, or what, is it a little Knox less? Knox Last Biscuit is not up and running. I oh. am working on some... Major major projects right now. I just got the clearance to go ahead and put together a project to change an eight-story parking garage into a free market, which I'm super excited about. Hmm. Sounds and unusual. I'm working on. But do you, so, you do you plan on you do plan on bringing the the last biscuit back at some point in the future? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I actually just got a message today that um, interested parties that I feel can handle it want to open Savannah Last Biscuit up. Again, even in my absence, which I think is fabulous, and I'm going to support them in every way I can. Yes, Knox Last Biscuit will be up as soon as I can get grind out these other projects and then focus on it because 24-7 takes a level of concentration that, you know, it takes everything. So I want to be able to give it everything just like I did before. So I was going to ask you, Mama, how do you get the word out uh, about your business? That's a little secret. If I told you, everybody would be doing it. Uh, <laughs> I know. Marketing is the Marketing is the key here. Yeah, it's word of mouth and uh, a lot of flyering, is, right? Is the key, and yeah, we we flyer in the streets. You know, we're real personal. You know what I mean? We go to the streets ourselves. You know, we pass out flyers. We're real simple. You know what I mean? We support our local libraries. We print there, 
And, you know, at five cents a copy, you can't get it cheaper than that anywhere else. Um, we print black and white copies. We hand them out in person. You know what I mean? We, You know, any questions people have, you can answer them in the streets. You know, word of mouth has been fabulous to us. You know, we were open for a year and a half with not even so much as a stomach ache. So that speaks for itself. You know, um, you know, there's there's a lot of ways. You know, being good to people is really the most important way, though. We were good to people, and they were good to us. You yeah, know, and I've always heard you. I've always heard you talk about that, and how you know, obviously, you can't succeed unless you're you're helping your customers, you know, fill their bellies and feel good about the purchase that they're making, so they want to come back right. and recommend their friends and things like that. So you've always struck me as somebody who understands customer service, which is why I was surprised when I heard the allegations, and I wasn't there to see this happen. Uh, but when I heard the allegations that one of your crew members, who's actually your partner in the in this business, G, uh, had yelled at a, uh, I guess, a young lady who was apparently attempting to, uh, to you know, get a cup of coffee from uh, from your foods your, your food service uh, stand at Porkfest, and apparently there was a situation wherein you guys had never been to Porkfest before, and you didn't realize what was going to happen with the dogs that you owned at the time. Uh, that essentially were not the most family friendly dogs; they are more like attack dogs or guard dogs. Guard dogs, I think, is probably uh, the proper term. Yeah, and. They are guard dogs. I'd like everybody to understand that was there. This was our first experience bringing them into a social setting, period. We had no idea they were going to react the way they did. And once we realized it, we were thousands of miles from home. I'll tell you what. I I know you can stick with us, right, for this discussion. Allie? I hope if my phone don't die. All right. I hope so, too. Hang on. Put you on hold. Bring it back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. There was an issue with the dogs that upset one of of her potential customers. And the problem was it didn't get resolved at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it's just festered since then. We'll uh, dig in here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. How do we bring liberty into the forefront of entertainment? How about film festivals? How about Sundance Film Festival? Pledge today to moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com to help Silver Circle complete production by the Sundance Film Submission Deadline. Now's your chance to spread the message. Visit moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com through the month of January to pledge, because Sundance needs liberty. Go check out the website, shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see we've got dozens of uh, ladies there who have uh, sent in their pictures to verify that they're listeners to Free Talk Live. It's a very popular page. You can go check it out at shrine.freetalklive.com. And uh, we've been talking to Mama Allie here on Free Talk Live about uh, things that have gone on at the the Porcupine Freedom Festival from uh, last year. And if you're interested in the Porcupine Freedom Festival... Well, this year it's going to be bigger and better than ever. I yeah, it sure is. I just saw the newsletter came out about it. Uh, Porkfest.com, you can go to learn a little bit more. And there's actually a pretty detailed Facebook entry uh, So for the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011, which is coming up, I believe it's the, uh, the 20th through the 26th of June. Uh, same place it was last year, beautiful Rogers Campground in northern New Hampshire. And Mama Allie is with us to discuss an issue of dispute resolution, a a situation developed last year at the Porcupine Freedom Festival that uh, really should have been handled on the site at the time, or at least over that weekend. And as a result of it not being handled, 
it has festered into just this mess that has resulted in drama that was completely unnecessary. And it's just it's really unfortunate. It's, it's, it, but it's a great example for people as to why it's good to nip these things, these problems, perceived issues with people or products or services or whatever in the bud. Do it at the time rather than waiting down the line when people will, you know, maybe their memories will get foggier or uh, perhaps they'll, you know, they'll, they'll just even forget about the entire thing. And uh, Mama Ali is with us. And it just it, and then, of course, you've also got the, the anger or whatever resentment that might be building in, in the different parties. Now, Mama Ali, you're back with us here. You're the operator of uh, of the Last Biscuit, which is a great underground food operation. You came up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year, and you provided probably hundreds of uh, people with uh, delicious Southern cooking. And unfortunately, there was at least one incident, uh, one that that I know of, where somebody was not so satisfied, and it had to do with some of your uh, your guard dogs that you'd brought up with you, not knowing what uh, the event was quite going to be like. You had brought the dogs up, and they aren't the most friendly uh, of dogs, unfortunately. And I guess there's a young lady who was uh, walking her her dog in the in the vicinity, and I guess the dogs got close enough to where they started going crazy, uh, and they were in a cage. And you don't even remember any of this happening, right? You were, I guess, nearby, but busy at the at the booth right. doing stuff. But what- right. Yeah. You know, I'd like to take this opportunity right now to tell you guys too that you know I would like people to look at this. We have tried multiple times to settle these thing, this thing with the fixes. G has tried. He apologized. They're not having it. I have apologized. They're not having it. I just got informed last night, which is something I was not aware of, that on Sunday, the very last day of the event, when I was in Leah Patrick's hotel room getting a tattoo, they were the people that came in there and hung out and got her Daniel Patrick, a T-shirt for them. Not one word was said to me. I didn't even realize this is, these were the same people. I had no clue what was going on. They had every opportunity to come to me and be outright and honest and just upfront and squash it. So what allegedly what allegedly out- occurred was that uh, G, who is your partner in the biz- in the business, was uh, was aware that the dogs were barking like crazy, and I guess he yelled something. I don't have the exact quote. Uh, you know, it was something to the effect of "What get that get that dog uh, right. away and from here." Let me, let me clarify: she wasn't just in the vicinity. She vicinity. She was on my site within feet of my dogs. So, you know, I'm not saying that his response was right, but he was protecting them. They were losing their minds. You know what I mean? Smashing right. So he he ye- he yelled and, as a result of not you know, maybe not knowing what else to do in that situation. Because He's, she apparently, from what I understand. She didn't react immediately. She just kept standing there and kept trying to talk. And that you you have to go take your dog away from our dogs and then come back and talk, just like everybody else had no problem doing. So why she had a problem with that, I'm not quite sure. Why she felt like she needed to stand there and continue to talk. Well, it can be it can yeah. be difficult. I'm not quite sure. This actually happened to me. I brought my dog up uh, Fruit Loop, and uh, you know your dogs had a problem. Uh, G said, well, "Take take Fruit Loop over there to the the side." He didn't he didn't t- say her name, but take her take her to the side. And I had my wife hold. I got the food and everything went fine, um, you know, and that's right, but right. I, I can Which understand that if, you, if you're in a situation like from her perspective, if you're in a situation where, you know, somebody's yelling, it can be a little confusing, yeah, perhaps sure. maybe she didn't know and exactly likes to get yelled at, right? what to do. And so she, you know, obviously went away at some point there and the claim uh, from them. And I and I obviously I wish I, I wish I could have her here to represent her side more accurately. So I'll have to do I'll have to do my best from my understanding of what has transpired in my conversations mm-hmm. with the people involved, because I have talked to both sides. Um, but uh, it's my understanding that she claims that she did try to come back to talk to you later on and that uh, apparently G wasn't having any of it and that you ignored her. 
that's just ridiculous. That's insane. There's, I've never ignored a customer complaint in my life. You know, that's my job. That's how my business runs. That's how I keep my business running in good operation, especially being in the free market. You know, word of mouth can kill you in the free market instantly. You know, so I I don't know where she's coming from with that. I'm going to have to. You you had told me, Allie, that you didn't even you know? remember her, that, uh, that you, you know, you were so ab- absorbed in whatever it was you were doing with the, the business that day that, you know, you don't really remember the incident. You certainly don't remember her. And maybe, you know, I don't know what the uh, explanation is for all of this uh, because I don't know if one side is misremembering or if somebody's telling a lie. I don't know and I don't care. Um, I'm but interested. This is the problem with things going on for so long is right. that, uh, you know, the stor- stories get built up like bulwarks. Yeah, I'm interested in in people forgiving each other for because I can understand why G got upset. I, I can understand why he he yelled. And I could also see that later on, he you know, when given the opportunity, he might say, you know, I'm sorry I, I yelled at you. It was all I could figure that he I could do. He apologized. He has apologized to her. Apparently, when all this came out, when I was in jail, all this came out, and he—that was his first reaction. Man, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? My dogs are losing their mind. You know, it, we didn't intend for it to be like that. You know, she's not having it though. They're not having it for whatever reason. And now they've attached. Uh, number one, they've attached drama to the last game, which completely blows me out of the water. Well, the, you know, what, what really ended so up long. happening was that later on down the line, instead of resolving the problem that weekend, let's say that it's true. Uh, you know, I have no reason to disbelieve anybody in this situation because nobody is particularly has a bad reputation with me. Um, but let's just say it's true what she experienced. Maybe she came back up, tried to talk to G. He was still in a bad mood and you were too busy and you didn't even know what was going on. You know, you, you were not aware. So maybe that's why she felt like she was ignored. In that case, I think that in any other situation, if you're if you've got a bad experience at a restaurant, for instance, because that's what we're talking about here is a restaurant that was brought to. Uh, a camping event. If you had a bad experience at a restaurant, you go to the manager. And if the manager right. is being a jerk to you, then you can just leave and not come back at that point and tell all your friends that the manager there was a total jerk. You could take it up to corporate or whatever, but in this case, that doesn't apply because there's no corporate. It's just you. Um, and right. it wasn't ever made clear whether she tried to come straight to you. You say you don't remember any of this, and you certainly don't remember her. So, But let's say she did try that, and you were just too busy, and she felt like she was completely ignored by you and completely dissed by you. In that case... I- this isn't your average restaurant, right? This isn't your standard restaurant situation where there are a bunch of other restaurants in town. This is a restaurant that is integrated in a community. It's integrated in a community of liberty-minded people, people who know one another. You weren't just some strange person operating a food stand at this, uh, this operation, at this, at this event. You knew a lot of the people there. So it would seem that an extra step could be called for, like going to some sort of a mediator and saying... Hey, this is what happened to me over at the uh, the last biscuit, and I'm wondering if maybe you could come with me to talk to them to you know see if we can hammer this out because I felt like I was ignored. We'll come back with more about resolving disputes. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, West Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com.
So check out the website at freetalklive.com. We, uh, you can control the content of the website. Put news stories up there, blog posts, whatever you'd like. People will vote them up, vote them down. Um, it gives you the opportunity to have, well, at least some control over what we're going to talk about on Free Talk Live. Besides calling in, calling in is always the best idea. And if you're looking for gold or silver, gold.freetalklive.com is a page that I've set up with Midas Resources. Uh, they, they, they are sort of a, a, a co-business with GCN, our uh, syndicate. And the intent is is to get gold and silver pieces into your hands, uh, allow you to comparison shop gold and silver pieces that you would get at other businesses because i found it to be very confusing when uh when i was uh, looking at gold and silver initially and i wanted people to be able to comparison shop we think we have the best prices at gold.freetalklive.com at least on some of these pieces Uh, please go comparison shop before you buy gold anyplace else gold.freetalklive.com so we are recapping for you something that happened over the uh, the, la- the last Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is an awesome, great time where hundreds of liberty-minded people get together and they have fun in the in the woods up in northern New Hampshire. And uh, there's some uh, business that is transacted there with folks uh, serving up delicious food and offering items for sale and things like that. And uh, Mama Allie from the Last Biscuit, which is a, a southern-based uh, 24-7 operation that was offering uh, food, essentially underground food without permits and begging permission from the uh, the government, came up to operate there uh, to essentially operate a booth at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And, of course, there was an incident, uh, as there is whenever you're dealing with hundreds of, uh, of customers, something's going to go wrong. And something did go wrong with some dogs uh, barking at one another and, and then uh, Mama's, uh, Mama Allie's partner, G, essentially yelling at the person, the, lady with, the young lady with the dog, to get out of there. Uh, she allegedly came back and attempted to have a conversation with him, and he allegedly did not have anything that he wanted to say to her, and Mama Allie allegedly ignored her. And this is where we left off the the conversation with, you know, why this went off the deep end down the line is because the apparently the attempts at remedy stopped there. And as Ali pointed out, you actually ended up, uh, according to something you just recently learned, you ended up in the same room as these folks that uh, that had the complaint uh, later on and down the line. But you didn't even know at that time and, and no conversation was had, which might have been an ideal time. You were getting a tattoo done. Certainly they would have had your undivided attention uh, at that moment. And, and you said said that nothing nothing was said at that point in time. Are you back with us, Allie? Yeah, I am. You know, and not only, I'm, I had two Facebook sites. They're, they could have sent me numerous messages. There are tons of ways to get to me. Everyone else finds a way to get to me. So, you know, what, I would like to say something. I forgive Garland for what she has done and the indiscretion that she has used in regards to my business. Well, I don't know if it was so much of Garland as it was her husband, Zach, or boyfriend. I'm not sure what their relationship is, but it was was he who ended up... I forgive the pair of them for what they have done to my business because I know that I can compensate for that in the streets with my flyers in Lancaster just like I do anywhere else. And ultimately, they're going to have to live with with their bad decisions and how they poorly handled this. Well, and I you think know, that... now they've brought in all kinds of arbitrators and litigation and all of this stuff. I'm not doing free-ish, y'all. I'm doing free, period. I, you know, uh... I, don't, I understand that you guys want to develop a different way up there, and, and, and that is a much better way than paying for an attorney and going to court. Yes, it is, but it is still not the way that I'm down for. Well, you know, I don't... I'm, I'm, I think that arbitration should, should be... Me, and we can handle it. 
Okay, that's how I feel. I think that arbitration should be the last resort. I think that you should try to mediate as much as possible beforehand. And a way to mediate in a situation like this, where the people in, that are running the restaurant are friends with people that you're friends with, that uh, you're in a community. It's not just some random restaurant that you attended where you got crappy service. You're in a community full of people right. that know and one I another. I still have yet to see to receive one direct message from either one of them, even one direct message. My friends have opened forums for us to hash it out openly because they opened a bunch of other things behind my back that I wasn't aware of. I received screenshots about it and things like that, you know, associated my name with racism so that people would yeah, quit. Yeah, that's where I wanted food, to go you know? here because I think that uh, really they, I think that, you know, it, you guys certainly handled it wrong or, or G handled the situation wrong maybe by yelling and raising his Absolutely. voice. And as you said, he apologized for that and you've apologized on his behalf uh, for that. You've offered to make good on, you know, the getting a free coffee or something like that. I mean, you might even go so far as to, uh, I mean, would you be willing to offer him a free biscuit? You know, I mean, give him a free meal on the house or something like that. You know, I, I was willing to do whatever it took to make good on it in the beginning. And the further it drags out, I'm telling you, the less and less I care. Because I don't blame not, you. You know, it doesn't seem to me like they're that uh, you know they're putting enough effort into trying to resolve, and that's what I was saying. Where you, oh, I think we lost her her cell phone. What I was pointing out, we'll try to get her back here in a little bit. But what I was pointing out is, if you've got this situation of people in your community that have allegedly wronged somebody, you find a mediator, you find somebody who knows both parties, and say, hey, Mark. You know, I know that you know uh, Mama Allie. Uh, I feel like I got some really bad service there. And then when I went back to try to talk to them, they they blew me off. Can can I you know maybe have you come talk to her with me? And you know that way maybe we can get some get this resolved and get get some attention on this issue. Wouldn't you be willing to do that for somebody, Mark? That that came along. If I know you? Uh, you know if I know both parties or something like that, and I want to see if I have an interest, yeah. Yeah, and there are plenty of people at this event that that know both parties, um, and I think that uh, in that case you would have had a, a you know a, a pro- the problem would have been solved because whenever I've talked to Allie about this, she's always been willing to make good on the situation. She's and as I said, she doesn't. She claims she doesn't even remember the the situation. I can understand being busy and, and well, having exa- things pass you by. Exactly. A lot of times these things can c- come up because of misunderstandings or misinterpretations of situations. And I know from uh, working in a very busy restaurant that if you get really busy, it's like juggling. You're juggling 12 balls all at the same time. If somebody comes up and tries to talk with you, if they're not directly related to what you're doing, in other words, they're not a customer buying something right there, they're a lower priority. They're, they're in your peripheral vision. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pay full 100% attention. In, the, in that case, but what they ended up doing, the people that felt that they were they were hurt by uh, by Ali and her and G and the, the last biscuit, what they ended up doing instead of resolving it that weekend by whatever means necessary, she said, you know, contact me through Facebook or or as I suggest, go and get somebody else, bring somebody else involved as a mediator and handle it then. Because what ended up happening was months later, uh, the guy posted a blog post about her. And it wasn't just about how we had bad service at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It was about that we had bad service at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and Mama Allie is a racist. Now, he didn't come out and say that. He didn't come out and say, I think Mama Allie is a racist. However, what he did was post some of her own. He essentially reposted some of the things that she had posted on her Facebook profile that maybe at a glance, if you didn't know Mama Allie, if you didn't know much about her, that maybe at a glance you might jump to a conclusion and say, boy, that's that sounds pretty racist. She must be a racist. And so it was just this whole 
attack against her personally, as well as, yes, we had this bad experience, so, which then led Mama Allie to flip out uh, because she felt like she was being attacked personally as uh, being called a racist, even though, as I pointed out, he didn't call her that. He just reposted something that didn't look so great. She attempted to... Uh, I'd like to address this racism yeah. thing real quick, if I could. Um, I would. I, I spent nine years in prison. People who listen to the show a lot um, you know, know that. And um, when I was there, you know, prison, ten, in, at least in Florida, I can't speak for all of it everywhere, tends to be racially segregated to some extent. Uh, like they, they self-segregate. And there were people there that had this uh, th- this sort of one way of dealing with race and that they would say, well, uh, white people would say um, things like, well, some people, some black people are, bl- are black people and some black people are inwards. Right. Yeah. And I actually heard those same words. I've heard that many times. Um, and I understand what they're saying. I don't think that that is a racist statement. I think it is somewhat crass it's crude. and classless, yeah. uh, you know, in the sense that it doesn't uh, classless probably isn't the right term. It's crass and it, it can really upset some people. Absolutely. So, um, but I heard those same words come out of the mouth of a, uh, a black guy who was a ranking officer at the prison. So, you know, like his thought process was that some black black people are black people and some black people are inwards. I don't recommend this as ways to make friends with people. No, I, I think either. it's a terrible idea. But, I, you know, some people think differently about race than others and verbiage and stuff. Come back with more. And your thoughts are welcome. 800-259-9231. No doubt Mama Ali, you know, could have used different uh, terminology. But we'll come back with more about what it's like to be where she lives. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advanced work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free, take control of the airwaves, 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian and Wayne. And Mark. And uh, by the way, if you want to support the show, you can do that by shopping with us through Amazon. You can enter Amazon through our special link, which is shop.freetalklive.com. That is replacing the old link that we used to give out. It's now shop.freetalklive.com. You shop through that link. Free Talk Live gets a portion of the total purchase. That's shop.freetalklive.com. However, there are some things you can't buy at Amazon, and one of those things is the Jurisdictionary. If you've ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney, you need to know about Jurisdictionary.com. It's a course for people without a lawyer who need to know what it takes to win and for the people that have lawyers want to minimize their legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be being done in their name. It works for plaintiffs or defendants and costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. It's so easy that an average 8th grader can go through the complete 4-CD course in a single weekend. Go to Jurisdictionary.com to get yours. That's Jurisdictionary.com. Great course. We were unable to uh, to raise Mama Allie again. It's, it does sound like her phone has uh, shut off. It, her battery was low uh, before. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to have her to continue this 
this conversation. And I guess ultimately it doesn't really matter anyways. I was hoping to have the, the, the parties in this dispute connect on a personal level tonight. As Allie pointed out, she, she says she's, she's never received one single direct communication that she is aware of from the parties that feel like they were wronged at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah, I, I think this is a study in how not to handle prob- interpersonal problems. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, all along the way, it seems like mistakes were made, mistakes were made, mistakes were made. Right. And I think mistakes were made on both sides. I think that, uh, you know, the first. Well, I think a grudge was created, um, you know, for the, the fixes when they, um, you know, had this experience that they had and their experience is valid. And I'm not going to minimize that or say that it was, uh, you know, good or right or anything like that but then um you know once it happened then it's like it's it seems like a grudge was created and now uh everybody's kind of uh dug in and doesn't want to uh, uh you know make compromises and i think the worst part about this is i've seen posts on facebook that basically say that because this is being disputed on facebook amongst the the liberty crowd that they don't want to go to pork fest anymore and I think that's sad. I think that uh, I, th- I think there's you know there's damages being created through this mediation process to outside third parties, and I th- I think it's just it's it's showing how poor this is being poorly this is being handled. Yeah, absolutely. So what end- the first really poor choice? I mean, beyond the original aspect of uh, the customer being yelled at by the the person that was working behind the counter, uh, beyond that. Instead of resolving it, months later, this hit piece comes out against Mama Allie from The Last Biscuit, and she decides that uh, the, the, the hit piece basically makes her out to be a racist. And I was talking with Zach, the guy that wrote this up on his blog, which is, uh, I believe, com, And he says it was not as his intention to, uh, you know, to portray her as a racist he did not say that she was a racist what he did was reprinted her statements that some people might have interpreted as being a racist so i tried to you know to to get him to admit to that to own up that essentially this was an attack on her person uh and he he wouldn't he he wouldn't do that and i i I thought that was unfortunate because that's it seems pretty clear to me that that's exactly what it was otherwise why not just complain about the bad customer service that you had because she's not a racist i mean i've talked to uh to ali yes she did use the n-word in one of her uh one of her posts but as she points out she lives in savannah georgia and i you know when like i was just uh relaying and you know i was in prison for nine years and i can tell you it was a it was a daily occurrence where i use the n-word and it wasn't but you wouldn't now well i wouldn't now because i um you know a lot more people hear my voice um you know the the way that it was there i the the, the you know i was talking to black people when i would use this term yeah and it was okay it was uh it was it was you know in some cases it wasn't okay but in other cases most cases it was fine yeah it's, it's a about colloquialism yeah, and a lot of Italians call each other guineas, or you know, Irish call Italians guineas, and 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 those words can get out of hand, obviously. But, but context if you don't live in that community, right? The context. Right. So if it's you don't, the context. Yeah. If you don't live in the community where that's something that is normally occurring, Savannah is a very heavily black uh, community, by the way. If you don't live in that uh, that community, it, it's going to seem strange. It's going to seem like, well, that person might be a racist. They use the N word. And not in, in not every case is that true. It may be crude. It may be un uh, it may be uncalled for yeah. from the rest of the world to see those things. And I think Al. 
while he may certainly made a mistake by using a term. I don't know like if it's that. uncalled for. It's, it's it's easily misinterpretable. Therefore, it's uncalled for if you're marketing yourself to a large audience outside of the area. And Mama Ali was, you know, promoting these things online. She was posting this where everybody could see them. So there's no doubt that she, you know, was inappropriate. And in, I think in that posting. To my mind, but it wasn't appropriate also to take that and splash it out for everybody to see just to make her look worse in what was originally just a customer service dispute. It, It felt to me like they were taking it further than it needed to be taken. And that wasn't the only thing that they focused on as well. They they also uh, claimed that uh, that she threatened them. And true enough, Allie, you know, lost her cool. She did not handle this well after this hit piece came out about her being a racist, essentially. She lost While she it. was in jail and couldn't defend herself and it went That's on true. for a couple of weeks um, in her absence. And I, you know, I, it, it seems like a low blow. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sure they would claim that it was not their intention to, uh, to put that fine. out while she was I, in jail. I, you know, it wasn't Mama's Alley's, Alley's intention to appear racist either. So, right. I mean, you know, that I'm, I'm just saying that this is a study in how not to handle an interpersonal conflict if you want a good resolution. I'm also wondering if maybe Mama Alley and, and her, her, partner were in a kind of a different situation because if they were making deliveries mostly in their business before and then they're kind of more in a retail setting where you yes. have people lining up that's probably a lot different for them and maybe a little stressful and this is the biggest weekend that they ever had in their business i mean you've got to consider that they were literally serving food 24 hours a day there that's were true. three of them yeah. um i mean it's brutal. I, Busting I'm, their tails, I'm yeah. sure they were uh, in a state of uh, you know just total panic most of the time and, just, I'm, yeah, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them but i'm just right. trying to paint a picture of, of what happened and and maybe right. why they were a little on edge and more stressed out than usual right. it's so easy to look than... at the situation and see what mama ali did wrong what i'm trying to point out is that there have uh, that the fixes did things wrong too and if they the... wanted a good resolution what they appear right. to want is mama ali prostrate in order to uh you know at, at, you know begging for their mercy yeah. in front of them and that's not how the human condition works i mean people don't do that um, all you're going to do is drive people away if that's what you want every time somebody does you wrong yeah that's how i felt instead of putting extra effort into resolving the conflict at the time which would have solved it as we pointed out there are different ways that could have been done instead of putting extra effort in that weekend when it went down they instead put extra effort in to creating a blog post all about how horrible of a person they believe mama ally to be so instead of putting extra effort in into solving the problem mm. they put extra effort in on the other side to make things more divisive and to uh, to make the problem worse and as was pointed out it was months later that this comes out and it comes out in a very public manner this could have been solved in a not very public manner it could sure. have been solved by simply bringing somebody else into the situation and having a mediation experience right there on the spot but instead it gets splashed out across a blog that gets re-promoted and retweeted and and, and re-blogged and then and then mama ally freaks out now again she went i think she went wrong here by continuing Continuing to escalate the situation, and but it's hard not to do those things when you're in the when you're in the heat of the moment. The uh, the accusations hit, you get angry, you feel that rush of anger or frustration or whatever it is you feel, and you want to lash back. It's a natural yeah, response. Sure. I don't blame somebody for having it, but I think that's where forgiveness, you know, can come into play, and that's where apologies should be coming into play rather than continuing to uh, to escalate a situation. So yeah, she did, you know, write some things that uh, were not very nice. And one of them they uh, they took as a threat, 
and they used as uh, as their excuse to uh, to say they didn't want to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Now it looks like they are going to come. Good. good. Uh, but nonetheless, the, the 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 statement that she made was: "Remember, all the s you talk on here will have to be answered for in person someday, you snake bastard. And I will show you no mercy, just as you have shown me and my family with your meddlesome ignorance. Get a life of your own and quit adding negativity to mine." Well, this is how wars start, you know, in the world. I mean, this is... This yeah, it's is, absolutely is. So feuds, I mean, you feuds, know, feuds, big feuds, feuds starts and, and wars. Yeah. Wars, too. And, and you know, if somebody offends you, if you just go and take a bigger rock and throw it over the fence, then they take a bigger rock, and before you know it, they're nuclear bombs. Yeah, and that's what, is, that's what has happened. Nobody ever stopped down at well, any point in this in this escalation to say, wait a minute, we're, this is going in the wrong direction. We need to stop here and, and, and well, turn this around and forgive each other. I agree with that, and I'd like to see the parties uh, shake hands... Uh, uh, you know, and, and you know, be able to you know live life uh, without being at odds the whole time. But I think that the worst part about this is is that it has caused some people to say the Free State Project is too full of drama. I'm not coming to uh, Pork Fest. Let's, By the way, neither of the none of these parties that are involved in this live in New Hampshire. All right, let's address the drama here in a moment. Uh, it's Free Talk Live. R two next. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And we're talking about uh, dispute resolution. You can visit our website at freetalklive.com to enjoy the features that we give you there. They're all completely free. But uh, throughout the first hour, for those of you just tuning in, uh, we've been talking about as you pointed out, Mark, a, a, a great example of how not to handle dispute resolution, of how to uh, not handle a situation, how to poorly handle a situation in which uh, somebody has been disappointed by, say, a customer service, bad customer service, and then it escalates into a crazy uh, level of drama that was entirely un- unnecessary. And, of course, both parties are at, uh, I think, are at fault uh, at fault here for behaving poorly uh, toward one another. In the first case, there was uh, a dog that was uh, coming up to another dog at a at a booth at a public event, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There was some conflict between the dogs. One person was told to leave. The young la- a young lady was told to leave. Was yelled at uh, to leave. And and maybe yelling shouldn't have been used. But in that situation, it may have yeah, felt like the only. It's a poor option. way to get your customers to keep coming back. Oh, definitely. Right. It, it may have felt like the only option to get the person to move away to separate the dogs and and to do that uh, apparently that uh, that did not result in i guess the uh, young lady came back attempted to resolve the situation later she claimed she was ignored uh, that she was not treated that she was not treated well and then after that months later a blog post came out essentially besmirching the uh, the personality of the lady that was running the food booth mama Allie from uh, savannah or knoxville last biscuit and instead of just pointing out that they had a bad customer service experience and talking about the details about that, they did that. But they also essentially made it look like Mama Allie was a racist. 
And that resulted in Mama Allie getting upset and saying some things she might have regretted uh, later on down the line, maybe without thinking too hard first before she hit the send button, which resulted in the people that had made the post about her possibly being a racist, uh, being pretty upset and feeling right. like they were threatened. Yeah, this is essentially, um, you know, you keep this up and you'll be sorry, kind of, uh, you know, if if you want to consider that a threat, somebody could, um, certainly could. And, and at the same time, it's it's not a very... Uh, real threat. No violence was, was threatened. Not at all. The uh, The statement was essentially that uh, she will show them no mercy, just as they have shown her and her family. And so clearly... And I think that that's almost an accurate statement. I, I, I feel like the fixes have, uh, you know, they, they built a grudge and I understand. I under, They were treated poorly. Uh, yeah. But they, you know, in their mind, it was left under, unresolved. The grudge built up over time and I, I merciless, it might be the right, uh, right term. Right. And then it comes back again. I mean, it kind of that happened a few months ago while Mama Allie was in jail. She ends up getting out, and then later on, I think she she said she I think she tried to apologize. She said she had uh, apologized, but then later on, just this week, it bubbles up again, and now essentially it bubbled up because the the folks that were originally offended, the uh, the fixes, had basically made a statement that they were not coming to the Porcupine Freedom Festival if Mama Allie was going to be there. And so, therefore, if you wanted the fixes to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, that you had to uh, somehow stop Mama Alley from right, coming. You should stop Mama Alley from coming. And so that blew up. The whole controversy blew up again. And I thought. And- and then now they've uh, they've brought on board uh, Brad Spangler as their sort of free market lawyer advocate guy. Um, yeah. They with the intent of doing some uh, mediation and some arbitration. And well, no, there's uh, a difference between mediation and arbitration. Arbitration is a much more, in my opinion, formal process that involves you know having an arbitrator and involves having two sides agreeing on that arbitrator and, and agreeing to uh, abide by the arbitrator's decision. It's a much more formal process. Whereas a mediation could have been like I suggested where you get a mutual friend to come into a situation and, and hear everybody out and, and talk, uh, you know, kind of mediate the situation and just get it done. Whereas arbitration is more like, well, you have to choose this and you have to choose this person. And right. You have to so what it's and- turned into is this sort of Facebook war, uh, flame war, where um, the I guess it sounds like a bunch of anarchists want Mama Alley to follow their rules, which I think is a laughable uh, kind of scenario. Uh, you know, people I that called it laughable. Don't and f- I was attacked for that. Don't, people that don't want to follow other people rules want other people to follow their rules and right. I, and then this was after mama ali had come on there and publicly this whole facebook war she had come on and publicly you know said she was sorry uh to whoever was uh, was offended that she had no intention to uh, to ignore anybody and then uh on top of that she offered to make good on the coffee that the young lady was unable to uh to acquire on the day that she was she was offended she offered to pass the peace pipe and to talk about these things in person so it seemed clear to me that she was willing to remedy the situation that she was willing to work towards a solution but that she didn't want to go through whatever this arbitration process was because as i pointed out there weren't any damages Nobody was actually harmed beyond their feelings being hurt. Nobody lost any money. They hadn't bought coffee and didn't receive it. Nobody had anything stolen from them. Well, Nobody actually, was damages have occurred, and they've occurred through the, the arbitration process. There have been people posted on Facebook that said that they're not coming to uh, the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and they're not doing it because but that doesn't mean that the, the fixes situation. were damaged. The people were not damaged. The I understand the fixes weren't, but through the process, there have been damages to the Free State Project and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. 
Well, but that's like saying that if you know you you publish your album online and somebody downloads it, that you've been damaged. I don't know if that's true. Those people may not have come anyway, so it's they hard may to say. not have. But it's hard. Uh, to, it's hard to say that, Mark. I wouldn't say that. But there were no damages in the case involving the fixes and involving Mama Ali. No one was damaged, so therefore, why does it need to go to arbitration? Anyway, let's go to your thoughts here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll talk to Annie listening in New Hampshire. Annie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I just wanted to read some of the things that Mama Ali said on Facebook, because you had said that, you know, a lot of the things that she was saying were being misinterpreted, and I just wanted to read them and find out how those could be misinterpreted as not being violent or negative or, you know, hostile. Okay. And I just wanted to read them and see, you know, how those could be misinterpreted. I think there's a difference between a negative and uh, violent, but go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, uh, recently, yesterday at 1.49 p.m., she said, um, and this is only a, a, a snippet, so obviously there's more around it, uh, she said, never in my life have I seen two people who needed their mouths physically shut by my fist for all the lies and twisted truths that fly out of their lips. Yeah, why don't you read this, go, please read the context now, because as you okay, said, that, yeah. is a, that is a clip. Yeah. Okay, the, the, full, uh, the full one is that, you want me to read the whole thing? The, the whole or? sentence, the, the, the sentence that surrounds, all of that surrounds what you just read, because it's entirely relevant. Okay. Uh, as far as intimidation, I think that it's total crap. The fact of me and my business being pushed into a corner by lies and mislabels is overlooked as the first act of intimidation. If you back a bear into a corner, don't expect him to apply for an art arbitrator that's that's just um, unnatural then she says that you know she's never seen two people that needed their mouth physically shut by her fist for all the lies and twist the truth that fly out of their lips but i would never disrespect the, the point of pork fest or allow them to best me by losing control of my anger at this matter and until i'm disrespectful outside my own space and property this is a dead horse okay so basically but i'm wondering how that she you know, doesn't. She's not, right. If you if you just read Nature. that if you just read that clip, it sounds like it's a threat of violence. But if you read the surrounding statements, she's saying essentially that she's so frustrated by what she feels has been done to her that she would you know she feels like you know she could should could get violent, but she's not going to lower herself to that level, and she's not going to do that. So the ex, the statement is expressly that she's not going to uh, to stoop to that level, but she's just expressing how she feels, and and that's and not might, really a good way to express yourself. Yeah, like like I've said from the very beginning, this is a study in how not to handle interpersonal disputes. No yeah. doubt. I mean, clearly she could be more diplomatic and uh, and you know work toward forgiveness. And I've t- I've talked to her about that. But to suggest that that's a violent statement, I think is is incorrect. It's just her talking about how she feels, and some people might be frustrated by the idea that they've been labeled as a racist. And so I think that's why she was, you know, expressing that frustration. Well, if who is going to say this type of language? Is that the kind of person that you want around you in, so, in, in this community? Andy, do, you, do you think that uh, the fix's response to this situation was entirely appropriate? Pardon me? Do you think that the fix's response to this situation was entirely appropriate? Uh, I don't have an answer for that. Okay, I'll tell you what, we'll come back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You can take control, bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. 
HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We bring you the features there completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features include different things, uh, including the archives. We've got years' worth of archives right there. On the front page of the website, you can uh, go all the way back as late as 2006 in the archive section. Then right at the top of the uh, page, there's the last week's worth. Just click and download. It's very simple, and it's entirely free. So go to freetalklive.com and know that the archives are brought to you by the folks over at HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their easy-to-use, free site builder tools and the 4,500 different templates they have for websites, whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, you let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Use that portal that we've created, hostgator.freetalklive.com, and you'll get your first month completely free, hostgator.freetalklive.com. Some folks were offended by some poor customer service at the, uh, what they considered to be poor customer service at the uh, Last Biscuit. Sounds like biscuit. it was really poor customer yeah, service. At the uh, the Last Biscuit uh, food food kitchen, basically, that was uh, providing food for folks at the Porcupine Freedom Festival of 2010. The 2011 Pork Fest is coming up this year, and it's going to be a blast. Uh, it's going to be the uh, June 20th through the 26th, and I hear that Last Biscuit is coming back, and that has, of course, resulted in uh, controversy because nobody re- bothered to resolve the customer service issue at the event so therefore months later the people that were offended posted a blog post which essentially not only outed the bad customer service publicly but also attempted to out mama alley the lady in charge of last biscuit as a racist um which was unfortunate because that resulted in mama alley getting upset and posting some less than friendly things uh publicly about the folks that had posted the blog and then back and forth and and now it's all come out all over again here and we've got Annie on the line in New Hampshire. And Mark, you'd asked her a question, and I don't think you'd asked it entirely. Uh, you didn't have enough time maybe to ask it appropriately. So can you re-ask Annie the question you were asking before we went to break? Annie, you there? Mm-hmm. Okay, here. great. So um, I, I, I guess uh, what I, my question is this. Um, you know, when you... When you want to make amends with people, it's best to be able to walk a mile in their moccasins, to know where they're coming from and what um, the way they've been offended and that kind of things. And I think in this circumstance that there's offense on both sides. And I guess I'm uh, what I want to ask you is, do you think that there's been a, a offense from the fix's side? Because if you don't see the offense, you're never going to be able to internalize it and then uh, forgive uh, the other person. So um, – I guess, do you see the offense that Mama Allie might have felt when she was in jail and the, the blog post was put out by Zach about, you know, alluding to her, uh, you know, less than um, uh, you know, subtle racial comments and things like that? I think that uh, after the, the initial incident, I guess the, the, you, keep, you keep saying the customer service incident happened at Porkfest, they have since uh, actually tried to just let the community know I guess what kind of person she is, and that's why they were, you know, they were posting the 
I guess the the racist things that she was saying or what you know what might be interpreted as racist. Um, just you know some of her other posts just to you know tell everybody what kind of person she is. And I think Ian had said something about um, he thinks that Death is trying to besmirch her character or her personality. But, um, you know, and that's just one interpretation of it. You know, I think that, you know, from what I've read, is they're trying to do is let everybody know what kind of person she is. Yeah, that's the what Zach that had told said. me in a long conversation with Zach uh, the other day on online about this. And that was essentially his excuse was, well, I've done this before. I've, I've outed people in the Liberty community. I've, uh, I've shown them on my blog for who they really are. And this is, I wasn't trying to, you know, do anything differently than what I've done in the past. So he, is, he has apparently done similar things in the past. And he felt like, you know, well, he was just doing his job as uh, somebody who's, uh, who's kind of keeping an eye on the community and keeping an eye on people. And, but the problem, I think, there is that there was a conclusion drawn, whether Zach s- intended to or not. People are going to draw conclusions from the, you know, the quotes that were taken, and in many cases, taken without the ability uh, you know, of context or the, the benefit of, uh, of the context of those quotes. That, uh, yes, the quotes were certainly they seemed insensitive. And to somebody who doesn't live in the community in which Ali lives, they may have seen downright racist. Uh, but it doesn't mean that she's a racist. And I understand that uh, he didn't say she was a racist, but he couldn't understand how people might see that, how people might infer, perhaps, that from his uh, his blog post that they would think that she was a racist. And so, therefore, he didn't think that he had done anything wrong. And it doesn't sound like you think he did anything wrong either. I think that everybody should know everything goes on in a situation. You Really? You think that the uh, you don't think that that whips up the drama around it? I mean, there have been people on Facebook that have said, you know, I'm sick of hearing this crap. I'm not coming to Porkfest as a result of this. I mean, that well, has happened that that for real in real by life. Not having these people there, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I wasn't finished. Right. Um, do you think that that could be avoided by you know not having people who speak this way or act this way there? So you're you not want, welcoming them. You, you want to, um, you know, be selective in who can come to Fort Porkfest and who can't, just to make sure that Mama Alley can't come. Well, people can certainly not be, you know, they cannot welcome them. They can ignore them if they don't like them. If they don't, and, you know, they yeah. But a lot of people like them. I mean, hundreds of people had uh, positive experiences and uh, and ate their food, and uh, you know, might have been it might have been fair if. This was done in some sort of a public forum where Allie had the chance to respond to the accusations at the time. In fact, she was in jail uh, when the original blog post came out, so she didn't even know uh, that it was uh, that In it was jail happening. for uh, filming a, oh, a police that, officer committing a violent act. I thought that some things had been posted before that. They just weren't... Um Highly read. Uh, not as I recall. I mean, may- maybe, but it certainly blew up while she, uh, while she was in jail. And so, essentially, the Liberty community had the opportunity to read these statements that were ostensibly racist, and Allie did not have the chance to uh, to respond to those. And I'm sure the fixes would say that they didn't do that on purpose. And I, you know, I have no reason to disbelieve them in that case. But it's clearly an unfair, uh, you know, essentially a, a smear against a woman who is not a racist. I mean, having had these conversations with her, and I, I can't believe that uh, the folks on you know the other side can't see how that people might interpret it that way. Well, sometimes I mean, people aren't going to like the truth. They're you know if they're not. What's the truth? You know, the truth is that she said those statements. 
She truth said those statements, is, she but is that the way doesn't that she mean is. she's a racist. The truth is that I, she doesn't want to participate in even the liberty community's ideal. Annie, um, I, I, I just admitted on the air uh, you know, a few segments ago that I have used the N-word in the past. Am I a racist? I don't know you well enough to... I'm telling you, I'm not. I used it uh, in contexts where I was talking to my roommates who were black. They would use, uh, you know, terms like cracker as a response or honky or something like that. You know, it was all in good fun. But you can't really tell those things when they're printed on, uh, you know, in the printed word on Facebook. And I think just touched. I think if one wants to dig in um, in one's position and say that you know this person's good, this person's bad, this person's right, this person's wrong, you're never going to see resolution. Yeah, and that's that's what I saw happening here. And Annie also just touched on something we haven't mentioned yet that I also heard from Zach in my conversation with him yesterday and that is that essentially that Mama Ali doesn't have the libertarian cred. Annie just touched on this and just kind of brushed, brushed right by it that they that she doesn't want to be part of the community was the statement that was made. Isn't that what you said, Annie? Yes. Alright, I'll tell you what here. Uh, we'll address that coming back in a moment. Thank you, Annie, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. She's not libertarian enough, so therefore we shouldn't be friends with her and we should kick her out. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages. You can edit virtually anything there. It's the point of the wiki, W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. The Totasec, it's the one-trip wonder for hauling goods from your vehicle to your home. It is a retail grocery bag carrier made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, right in uh, Bensonville, Illinois, as a matter of fact. Um, go check it out at totasac.us. That's T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. And you, once you have a Totasac, you'll be surprised that you're, you know, wow, I live my life without this thing. It's awesome. Totasac.us. I happen to agree. It is a great product, and I use it every time I bring the groceries back from the car. Coming up, we're going to give you a chance to win a two-pack of the Totasac, though, so stay tuned for your opportunity to do that. Uh, 800-259-9231. We're talking about disputes uh, between parties, specifically disputes within the liberty movement. This is just more of a reality show night tonight here on Free Talk Live because we're part of this movement. This isn't just a talk show. We are actually activists and we get out there and we do the things, a lot of the things that we talk about. And uh, we're talking about a conflict that brewed up at last year's Pork Fest that has been festering ever since, unfortunately, because the parties involved did not put enough effort in to resolve the situation at the event, instead putting more effort into researching the character of the woman they believe offended them and then writing a a blog post about it, uh, essentially outing her as what they believed uh, to her to be a racist. They didn't actually claim that. They just posted some things that she said that might be interpreted in that fashion. Yeah, she probably shouldn't have said those things, but uh, she's she lives in a different culture than a lot of these uh, the folks that might be reading those quotes live in, and you know there are reasons why those things were posted, and it, and she's certainly not a racist, so that was incorrect. But the other things that were posted that we didn't really focus on in this uh, this essentially this attack piece blog was that well she's not a real libertarian. 
she doesn't care about the community. And the the advocate for the folks that posted the hit piece blog – I'm not even a, sure what the libertarian community is. Mo- – called in a moment ago and alluded to this, and that's why I'm, I'm focusing on it now. Well, they just wanted uh, the, the fixes. These are the people that post, uh, posted the blog, or Zach Fix was the guy that posted the blog. And we've had Zach on the program in the past. He used to head up Bureaucrash way, way back. Yep. We advocated for his uh, – as him to be you know named as uh, president of Bureaucrash. I think right. he's a, a great activist. So, uh, so, so again, he posted this this blog post, which essentially used Mama Ali's own words to show that she didn't care about the community and she was just there to make money and and this and that and and so forth. And that's not the the Mama Ali. And I don't have the quotes in front of me. That's right. not well, one the Mama can take Ali. Co- I know. Quotes and create whatever one wants with the quotes. Right. I mean, you know, I've seen Mama Ali's quotes where she's uh, you know basking in uh, you know spiritual joy and stuff that she talks about on there. And I wouldn't expect that he posted any of those. No, uh, it was all very, very negative. And uh, and having talked to Mama Ali a number of times on this radio program and having talked to her in person at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and she actually moved up here for a short period of time. Uh, unfortunately, she had to leave due to uh, court issues but uh, down in Georgia that were not resolved. But she came up here to be part of this movement. She came up here. She left behind Essentially, an incredibly successful business in Savannah, a 24-hour-day operation feeding the people of Savannah, a much larger marketplace, to come here to Keene, New Hampshire, a place that's you know a tenth the size Taller. of Savannah, and open up her business here for the purpose of backing up this movement. Yes, she is new to the ideas of liberty. One of the other complaints on this blog was that, well, she doesn't accept the the NAP. She doesn't accept the NAP. Well, what's the NAP? That's the non-aggression principle. Right. So if you have to ask the question, maybe you you know you don't know enough uh, uh, too much about the community either. I mean, a lot of people don't know what this term means. Right. And she didn't know. In fact, I talked to her this week on the phone, and I asked her. Do you know what the NAP is? Have you ever had the chance to, you know, have you ever been presented with this? She said, I have no, I have no idea what that is. And so I explained it to her and I said that it essentially means that you believe that people should live their lives without aggressing against other people. That we should be uh, engaging in uh, working with one another on a consensual basis. And I think we're all figuring out what that means, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis, more and more. You know, I mean, right. it's, it, what, where does the NAP come in? You know, what does this mean in this particular instance? I think that uh, you know, it it requires fleshing out. And I'm not surprised she, you know, doesn't know the the intricacies of it. No, she's she's not a, a scholar. She's not somebody who's been studying this in college, like I believe Zach Fix has uh, has done. You know, he's a he's an educated man. He's been in the liberty movement for probably his entire adult life. Mama Allie is uh, is in her early 30s, and she's never been in this movement before. She was brought into this movement by the activists that found her down there and introduced her to the New Hampshire scene and what was going on up here. And she came up and she got excited and she met a bunch of neat people and had a and had a good time. And and then months later, somebody takes uh, some of her opinions from from online that had not honestly been formed uh, very well at that time and then posts them to let everybody know what she's really like. Well, anybody that's actually met her and talked to her knows what she's really like. And the people that don't know what she's really like are going to read this uh, hit piece blog post and they're going to draw certain conclusions from it. And Zach Fix refused to acknowledge that somebody might draw the conclusion that she's a racist from the post that he made. 
I thought that uh, when I read it, and I'm, I'm this, I'm going completely from memory here, but my uh, recollection was is that he said something in his explanation for the blog post was, well, don't give me that it's her culture because I lived in. South Carolina, I can't mm-hmm. remember where he said, but some right. su- some southern place at yeah. one point or another, um, and you know I wasn't like that or something like that. I can't remember exactly what was said, but well, I mean, isn't that clear what he was trying to say then? Is that uh, she was a know, racist? That well, that yeah, that, that it's not. There's not an excuse for her talking like this if it's from if if it's about where she's from because I have been to those places and you know I'm not like that or or whatever. So I mean. It, it seems clear what he was trying to to allude to. I grew up in the South. That's too. dodgy, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if yeah. you're, uh, you know, if you're going to call a person racist, call him a racist, and you know, let's let's be done with it and let's deal with that uh, particular issue. You know, the most effective way that I've always settled disputes is that I think that you have to say, okay, I'm responsible for my role in this, and I'm sorry. And and then the other person comes around, also says, yes, I, I had a role in this. I know there's some things I did wrong. I apologize for my role in it. And, and that's I how you totally the, agree with this, except it can be really annoying when you accept your role in in the situation and the other person doesn't. and the other person does it yeah. uh, like, you know, you Wayne, you say, you know, you're sorry for whatever to me. And I'm like, right. I accept your apology, Wayne. Right. You're a big man. And that's where I think the impasse came out <laughs> yes. here. I think that's where where we came to an impasse between the parties in this situation, because it sounded to me from what Mama Ali posted publicly this week when this whole controversy bubbled up again on Facebook, she posted publicly that she apologizes for anybody that uh, that was offended and she's willing to make good and she's willing to pass the peace pipe and she's willing to talk about this in person that was the first apology that needed to be made it was the apology for the original offense the original poor customer service now you could say that she didn't apologize directly or whatever but she says that g had apologized in the past so she was apologizing generally to anybody that was offended look please if you were offended let's meet this next pork fest let's talk about it i'll buy you the cup of coffee we'll have we'll pass the peace pipe and everything will be cool so that was the first apology and it would seem to me that it would be appropriate to follow suit at that point to say well i'm sorry too for posting those things on the blog post when maybe I should have just focused on the customer service issue rather than focusing on your personality and trying to out you as a racist. But that never happened because they, from what I can tell, don't believe from my conversation with Zach, he doesn't believe there was anything wrong with what he did. This is what he does. He outs people in the movement that he thinks are bad and posts the evidence that he believes proves that they're bad. And so since he wasn't willing to apologize for that... Well, then, then there shouldn't be anything wrong with us talking about this on the show, because all we're doing is uh, pointing out what's what's occurred, right? These, these are just facts. Right, right, yeah. Because so, uh, I can tell you that this is going to whip some people into a frenzy. I mean, this is absolutely... this Us doing uh, an hour and 45 minutes on this show about this topic is going to make some people very, very angry. That's fine. Let them be angry. Just saying. I think that they that uh, people need to uh, forgive. I think they need to I de-escalate. Could. And I have not de-escalate. seen. <laughs> I have not seen any evidence that the people who posted the blog, Zach Fix, that uh, that they have been willing to do that de-escalation on their side. It seemed to me that Mama Ali was willing to move in that direction. But unless, as you say, both parties are willing to move in that direction, you've got an impasse <laughs> on your hands. So had Zach apologized after Mama posted her apology and willingness to make good, then maybe Mama would have been able to apologize for rudely responding to his uh, blog post. More coming up. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Mark. All right, 800-259-9231. You can join us uh, online if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live. Become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, podcast, and more. And you can do it for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board. Uh, go to, to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up with any major credit card or PayPal and uh, get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about uh, some a series of bad decisions on the part of multiple parties that led to uh, extreme drama explosion up here that uh, may have some... It's unfor- not really up here. It was on Facebook. And True. I've heard... Um, Involving I, people that don't even live here in New Hampshire. Right. I've heard the, the, the you know one of the statements is, I'm not moving to New Hampshire because uh, the, there's too much drama in the Free State Project. And they'll cite to you know certain incidences and things like that and most of the drama doesn't actually occur in new hampshire it occurs in the virtual place called facebook Mm. so um even if it's uh having to do with some people who live in new hampshire you know hashing it out who are members of the or signers of the free state project statement of intent and have moved up early they still aren't really doing it in new hampshire the all of the the drama really occurs in facebook Yes, that's true. And so we're going to continue here and get your thoughts on this uh, situation where people have just been behaving poorly toward one another and no one has really stopped down and said, whoa, you know, this is uh, maybe what I did was inappropriate and I'm sorry. Uh, there was at least one apology that uh, that went out, but the other side hasn't seemed to have been willing to apologize. They want to press forward into some sort of an arbitration when no one has actually had anything lost or damaged or stolen or anything like that. So let's talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on the amp lines. Hello, Matt. Good evening, Mark, uh, Ian, and uh, Wayne. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, just super. What's on your mind tonight, Matt? Um. I just kind of wanted to point out, and I, I'm kind of hesitant to do so, but, um, uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to irritate anybody, but it seems to me that the, Zach Six saying that he won't go to the uh, pork fest because somebody else is going, that seems a little childish to me. And it also seems like he's letting that person control what he does with his life. Well, to be fair, that was the initial statement, and then later on they did change that uh, and are now apparently going to go but are wanting the uh, the folks from the, uh, the the last biscuit to stay away from them. I'll have to get their exact demands here the, in just a moment. But. The demands are something like uh, they, they must be more than 100 feet from them at all times or something like that and uh, issue a, an apology, which I guess they've already done that, right? Well, no, they've only apologized for the initial uh, offense, not the, the the following, what they considered threats Exchange. and gotcha. exchanges. Yeah, Which is still uh, just a, a bit childish in my book and, and still kind of letting them control their lives. Now, being at Porkfest last year, you have little campsites, and there's roads right next to the campsites. And at any point in time, somebody is going to be within 10 or 15 feet of somebody else. And if they go to, if, if the fixes go to any of the events in the, in the big barn and uh, the people from uh, the last biscuit happened to go to that event too, they're within 100 feet. 
there in a, yeah. a, a big crowd. Uh, I, I, the only demand that I could, you know, under, that I that I would agree with is say, look, this is the the lot that I'm renting. This you stay off this lot. And, yeah, and, I've got the know, actual. I've got, I've got the actual demands here. Uh, so apparently, they are intending to uh, to attend Porkfest at Porkfest. Uh, they now ask that number one at Porkfest 2011, the biscuit couple agree to come no closer than 100 feet away from the fixed couple at all times, not setting foot on the camping or commercial areas allocated to the fixed couple. The fixed couple likewise pledged to not set foot on the camping or commercial areas allocated for the biscuit couple, and that number two, the biscuit couple pr- uh, provide a sincere apology. I think they both should. That's the problem here. Yeah, and that is the problem, yeah. is that uh, when I've talked to Mama Ali, she has said she is more than willing to uh, to apologize. And when I talked to Zach Fix, he did not seem to have any intention of apologizing for, for what he had done. Which yeah, is, that, uh, that does sound fair. You've got to, you, it, it takes two to tango, and, and the Fixes do need to kind of recognize that. I, I agree with that. And maybe he'll change his mind. You know, maybe those, maybe those later people. on down the line he'll change his mind and he'll come on the air and talk to us and apologize because I had asked him yesterday if he wanted to come on the show and talk to to Mama Allie and, and see if we could come to some sort of an agreement or you know come to a a resolution on this conflict. And he uh, you know had agreed to do it, but then unfortunately they had to put their cat down apparently that uh, that night, and so it was you know obviously they were grieving and they couldn't make it on. Uh, and then today his uh, wife Garland, who was originally the offended party in this case. Case, uh, she had contacted me saying she was willing to come on and talk to uh, talk to Allie in the hopes that she would get an apology uh, directly from her on the air. And I said, "Great, I'll get Mama Allie. We'll get her on the phone, and uh, you know, we'll schedule this." And then three hours later, after I'd already contacted Allie to say, "Hey, come on, let's do this tonight." Then Garland backs out and uh, decides that she felt it would not be fair uh, to have me on this show without her having her advocate on the air or something like that. And so she's backed out. She said Zach is busy with something tonight, so he couldn't come on. And I was basically I just decided, all right, I'm not going to just keep waiting. I've already asked Mama Allie to come on twice and canceled on her once. So I figured we'd just have Mama Allie on and, and just end up talking about this. But there's still an open invitation to Zach if he wants to come on and you know air his side of this. Um, and one of the things he had pointed out, actually, about Mama Ali was that, well, that she's not a real agorist. And that's where one of the, the big points of, uh, of, I guess, dissent has come from, uh, from this, this libertarian purity test mm-hmm. or this, ad, this agorism purity test, where he's basically saying that, well, because she's not doing it for activist purposes, she's selling food just underground as a black market business or a counter-economic business, she therefore doesn't qualify as an agorist. So there's also this kind of undercurrent of you're not good enough to be part of our club right, going a, on. You know, if you have a secret club, your secret club isn't going to get very big. And I personally, my goals for the libertarian movement, the liberty movement in the, in the United States is to see it become a very large umbrella that everybody can uh, get under. And by that, I don't mean that they uh, that they you know participate in all kinds of politics under it. I mean that they can see their way to uh, you know to to enacting the non-aggression principle in their lives. Mm. I want to welcome people into the movement, not to exclude them. And I don't know. I didn't talk to Zach, so I don't know sp- precisely what he said. And, and you're not going to like everybody you meet in the liberty movement but you have the choice as to who you interact with and if, if there's somebody you don't care for you just don't interact with them so matt are you going to avoid the porcupine freedom festival uh, as a result of this drama oh i'll, I'll still be there if i can make it up uh, the problem i have is finances but um the other 
Uh, the other thing is, is, is that a big part of the movement, in, in my eyes, is you have to allow other people to act freely and to act the way they're they're supposed to act. And it doesn't sound like the fixes are are, are allowing the last biscuit, uh, Mama Ali, to to act the way she's going to act. Because in a lot of ways, this isn't so much about their business. Uh, this is a, a personal thing. It's, it sounds like uh, G was, was trying to protect his dogs, and it sounds like she was trying to protect her dogs. And not only was, was their campsite a, a business, it was also a personal spot for them to, to camp out. It kind of like their home. It was kind of... Both. It was, so there's a lot more going on than just poor customer service. It, mm -hmm. it gets into the realm of, 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 of a personal conflict, too. And a lot of times that happens between dog owners. Yeah, and it's a it personal does. conflict that You're has right. clearly been escalated on both sides when both sides had the opportunity and have had the opportunity to to de-escalate and to apologize and to forgive. And it's just a shame to see uh, that that's, uh, that's not happening. Instead, they're pushing toward this arbitration, which in my opinion is completely unnecessary, at least because you have one side who's saying, hey, look, I'm willing to apologize. You guys are the ones that want to put all these terms down and have some sort of arbitration and, and go through this process when it doesn't seem entirely necessary. Matt, any other thoughts? Uh, no, I, I guess that's it. Thanks yeah, for the call tonight, night. man. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I was going to say, you know, when, when things come up in family situations for me or work situations, I, I don't really want to hear who's to blame with something. I just want to know what happened. And then usually, you know, there's not one party that's completely absolved of all responsibility. Even, even if one person maybe has done a few more, thrown a few more rocks over the fence, so mm -hmm. to speak, most of the time, both of them are throwing rocks. Absolutely. That's and, what's happening And, and here. so that's the, that's the key here is that both parties need to just apologize for their role in it, shake hands, make up. You don't have to even talk anymore. Just drop it. But because Ali doesn't want to go to arbitration over this... The fixes are refusing to do anything of the, of the sort. That's They have their path that they want to go right. on. Anarchists that are upset that you're not following her, their rules. Right. They won't come on the air and talk about it or talk it out. They don't want to go through mediation. They just want to go and have more conflict. Uh, it's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Airwaves, 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in this uh, studio tonight is Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find that the features there are completely free. Uh, in fact, the main feature allows you to control the content of the site. You find something online you want to share with our listeners, you submit it as show prep. It pops up on the website. Others can vote it up or down, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. Still to come, your chance to win a two-pack of the Toda Sack. Stay tuned for your opportunity to win that. Coming up here in a little bit, we're going to go to your phone calls at 800-259-9231 and then a little more on the uh, the 
I guess, the drama that has uh, seemingly exploded onto uh, Facebook in the midst of the uh, the liberty movement centered here in New Hampshire. Uh, we'll see what the fallout's been on that and, and touch on a couple more points if we can. But your calls uh, come first here. So let's talk to Charlie in Scotland. Charlie, you're on Free Talk Live. No. Tony. Oh, it's Tony. Tommy. 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 Uh, Tommy in Glasgow. They totally got your name wrong, and the uh, the board operator did, so I apologize, Tommy. Go ahead with your thoughts. No, it's okay. How you doing tonight, lads? Long time no speak. You keeping okay? Yeah, just super. What's going on? Yeah, no, not a lot here. Just, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've been opening up a, a new website. I've, I've invited a couple of guys, one from uh, California, a guy called Brett Bogue, and a uh, guy called Rick, Sim- Rick Simpson. Don't know if you've heard these guys have been on a couple of videos how we'd won the West and run from the cure. How you know, we medical won, how marijuana. We won the uh, the West? Yeah, how we'd won the West. Nice. No, I have not heard of that. No, you know, seen that? No, no. Well, you can you can check out. I've opened up a, a new front. It's called uh, conspiracyradio.info. Conspiracyradio.info. And oh, no. one of my shows, I just done a show. You're not doing another conspiracy show, are you? Aren't, aren't, those en- aren't there enough conspiracy shows out there, Tommy? Yeah, well, you see that some of this stuff is, uh, you know, connected to Scottish football. Just now, I, I mean, it's totally off topic what I was going to say, lads, but just now, there's, it's about soccer. You guys call it soccer. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the teams in Scotland is called Glasgow Celtic. Now, the background of Glasgow Celtic, this is the team that I support. Now, they were founded in 1888, and they were founded by Irish Catholics. Bearing in mind, this was just less than 40 years after the Great Famine in Ireland, where a million Irish people were starved to death. They were driven out of land. They were driven from arable land and denied access to proper food. The potato, which was a staple food, there was a blight of the potato. Mm. But the British, who took over parts of the land, were taking out cattle, livestock, wheat and grain out of Ireland in a period of the five years, in a period of the five years when a million people starved. Now, the the thing I've done on my website uh, is all about what happened after those events, some of the stuff is on there regarding the famine. You can get information on there. The the thing with Glasgow Celtic, they were founded as a football club as a way of giving charity to the Irish Catholics who lived in the east end of Glasgow. And they've always been seen as an outsider, Glasgow Celtic Football Club. And then there's a main club, Glasgow Rangers, another club, where... The people who committed the oppression against the Irish, they were the same people who, you know, Glasgow Rangers, their forefathers, who went to Ireland and committed the genocide against the Irish 160 years ago. And their club is sitting there as well in Scotland. And now what has been happening in recent months, it's all came to a head, but it's been going on for years and years and years, where Glasgow Celtic, the football club, has been discriminated against where they've had referees and linesmen uh, given decisions that are erroneous, to say the least, and some people would say highly you know, controversial. There has been, in just recent times, a referee uh, who was sacked from his post 
because he, he saw it fit to lie to the Irish Catholic manager of Celtic, Neil Lennon, regarding a decision that he over, overruled and he, he lied. So let me see if I, I, I want to make sure I haven't gotten totally lost here, uh, Tommy, in what you've been telling me. <laughs> You're saying there's yeah. this football team up there that kind of represents the past... Uh, some of the conflicts between uh, you know the different uh, sects up that way, and that uh, you know that there 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 are troubles uh, with this this particular team where they're being targeted. For for, for want of a better phrase, you've got to almost yeah the the team that was set up was initially set up to help the poor Irish who came fleeing for their lives from Ireland, and they weren't in a better position in Glasgow because they were still in a terrible way. But some of the Irish people who had come over had managed to do, uh, you know, to set themselves up in businesses and make some money, and they saw it upon themselves to help out the poorer uh, elements of the, the Irish Catholic community. And a way of doing this was having football matches where they would invite people to come and pay whatever the fee was at the time, and with that money, they would give it to charity to feed the starving poor communities. Now, fast forward 120 years ago, the, the, the other side of the argument, the other side of the debate, and it stretches back for the last 40 years, where the bombings and the, the, the violence that happened in Ireland, or in Northern Ireland, Ulster, as, as the Protestants call it, where it all stems from, it blew up, you know, when British soldiers went in uh, to protect, supposedly, the Irish Catholic community in Ireland, when the pogroms were happening in Ireland where the Protestants were chasing out Catholics out of their homes. And then very quickly the, the scene degenerated because the British troops then turned their guns on innocent Irish Catholics. And when was this that they, uh, the, the, the British troops, when when did the British troops thing happen where they were going after folks? Well, there was, there was many incidents. A week, uh, just round about the time that I was born in 72, okay. uh, January 30th, 72, SAS crack commandos went into Derry and shot 14 innocent unarmed civilians. And what that effect had done, uh, it had on the six counties in the north of Ireland, was it brought the IRA a, a power base that it could only have dreamt of before because suddenly the whole nationalist Irish Catholic community realised that the only way they could defend innocent people was to take up armed insurrection themselves, to arm themselves of guns because when you've got the British government sending in troops and slaughtering, killing innocent people, you know. And this is a situation that's been going on in the United Kingdom where they've been, you know, the first country that Britain invaded before it went all over the world and constructing its empire was Ireland. And the way they perfected, they kept, some people say they kept the six counties of the north of Ireland when the Irish back in 1916 had a revolution, within five years Britain had to capitulate and they gave Ireland 26 counties, the ones in the south, and then they kept the six so counties in the north. Us? So there's this conflict that you're talking about in the past. What does this take us up to today where there being something's happening with the referee? I, I guess I just don't understand the connection between the violence no, you're no, talking I'm, about I'm, and the football I'm, team. No, no, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to construct a whole 160 years of, 800 years of history and sure, sure. a phone call and, and to tie it in with what's happening with the football situation. But to tie it in, the referees have been given decisions against Celtic for the last 50, 60 years. So this, and, this and team Tom, that uh, you're saying the referees are against this team, they've been deciding against this team. There's a conspiracy essentially to uh, to rule against this uh, this charity team, this Irish charity team. Is that what you're saying? 
Glasgow Celtic. Yeah, there has been because the, the discrimination, you know. And, you know, the origins, what happens as well in Glasgow, if you want me some more time just to illustrate it, there's a group of people called the Orange Order. Now, the Orange Order was set up about 100 years after Prince William of Orange succeeded to the throne or took over the throne by killing the Catholic King James. And his final battle was the Battle of the Boyne. Now, within a year of the Orange Order being set up, the KKK was set up in America. And they were both with the same origins of Presbyterian Scottish origin. And what happens today... I have to say, there's, in, a, lot in, of, in there's Scotland, a lot more intrigue here than I can finish, handle in, in one segment. Right. But I thank you, Tommy, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from me. We've got other folks that want to talk, so we've got to get uh, get them on here at 800-259-9231. There's a lot of information there, uh, a lot of intrigue, and uh, maybe it deserves a little bit more uh, research that we can handle on the air. At 800-259-9231, you can take control. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Uh, we've got archives, uh, we've got the Shrine of Female listeners, and more. It's all free. Shrine, by the way, you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see the lady listeners, dozens of them that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program at uh, shrine.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduates, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have uh, internships in all kinds of journalism and in public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit internship, uh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, libertarianinternships.com for more information. You sign up there to receive updates and reminders. It's libertarianinternships.com. All right, let's go to Kenny in Florida. Kenny, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Kenny the player once again. What's up, guys? <laughs> Kenny, what's on your mind tonight? <clears throat> okay, so um, I think it was the other night where you all were talking, uh, I think his name was David, about um, privatizing, well, not privatizing, but kind of like... Um, helping the poor? Yes, helping the poor, yes. Um, through like a, kind of like, I guess, like a... A Salvation Army or something like that instead of going through the government? Yeah, how uh, in the absence of the government's violent monopoly system that the marketplace, the free market, can handle taking care of people uh, in a much better fashion, much more efficiently, uh, can do as a better job with less, basically, to uh, to help folks. Right. Um, and I just wanted to – and I just – it's not related to that topic per se, but I just – there's this notion that everybody can win, that, you know, there's – this idea of the world where everybody is happy, no one is sad, and everybody wins. I just want to say that's that's just not true because if you believe that competition exists, somebody has to lose. 
right? Well, you can look at it that way if you want to. Um, and certainly, I can understand where you're coming from, but I think in general, uh, things in the free marketplace are a win, win-win for folks well, because you try to do that if I, you're an ethical I, person. I disagree, um, and I th- no is the answer to that statement because the marketplace is the most efficient allocation of funds. If the funds are efficiently allocated, then they're going to grow. There is more wealth, more things of value. But wealth is not money; it's it's real things that you can use that are of, of useful. Um, useful things like 747s and cars or a farm tractor right there's more of that stuff now than there was 2000 years ago and it's because the marketplace has allocated um, you know stuff towards those things created wealth and as more wealth is created, all ships rise. As the tide rises, all ships rise with it. It's a win for everybody. Admittedly, there will be people that, uh, you know, ships that rise higher than others. But um, faster. You know, as, as there's, you know, more wealth created, poor people in America have flat screen TVs, cell phones, and, uh, you know, all kinds of other things. And the reason they have them is not because the government's been forcing people to uh, give up a, a small portion of their paycheck to take care of the poor. It's because uh, great people have in invented things and created new and uh, wonderful things for our lives. And those things, as they become more common, have become l- uh, less costly, and therefore people are able to get them. And- yeah, but you didn't address the uh, the objection, Mark, and that is that, well, what about the instance where you've got a competition and somebody does not get the customer and therefore they lose that competition? Well, they lose that competition, but it doesn't mean they lose in life. It, it, it right. means they might have to go back and start another business to get more focused or, or do a better job. Right, but wouldn't you all agree that the uh, the idea of win and lose is relative uh, from person to person? Sure. I mean, just just because uh, I mean they they some somebody may want what the billionaire um, wants, yep. but even though their standard of standard of living is higher, mm-hmm. they still feel like they lost compared to the billionaire. Sure, uh, perception is, is absolutely how uh, you know the the government is able to use socialism to uh, you know take money from one and give to another. Uh, you know, people don't say that. Well, I'm in the bottom twenty percent of the uh, the income bracket, and if I was in the bottom of the income twenty uh, percent of the income bracket a hundred years ago, I'd be looking for you know table scraps in order to uh, feed my family um, and uh, crapping in a hole in the ground. But now um, you know I've got all these great things they don't look at it from a relative standpoint uh, they're they're concerned with well how's the next guy doing and as long as you have that uh, mentality yeah well you're always going to be unhappy there are rich people that are unhappy yeah, because sure. somebody's richer than them that's right and not only that but you know since we've had this monopoly on the creation of money namely central banking the the disparity between the rich and the poor has really spread uh, hugely now because a certain select group of people with government connections get all the funny money first and they're fabulously wealthy, and, and then the people in the real economy are not getting the money in many cases, like what's happening now. There's, there's people right now making tens of millions in bonuses on Wall Street, and then you have the local mom-and-pop business down the street that's, that's barely surviving or closing down. So until you have honest money and free market money, you're not going to have um, a, a level playing field. So um, the solution that the Free State Project is uh, proposing, I'm not sure... Uh, what it is, a hundred percent. But you're saying that there would be, there wouldn't be any losers per se. No, the Free State Project doesn't propose anything beyond moving liberty-minded people to New Hampshire, and then those liberty-minded people do whatever it is they feel is right. Uh, what, okay, well, the, maybe not. The solution maybe, that I'm proposing is is that people would not really be losers, but they can go ahead and feel like losers if they want, and they would feel like losers even if they made, um, you know. 
the, they were the second wealthiest person in the world because that comes from the inside, not from the outside. Very true. And, and uh, Kenny, did you want to address the part about taking care of the poor through the marketplace? Um, I, I thought about it, but I, I, I didn't know exactly how to uh, formulate that question. It was just, I don't know, basically, I, I just, I know that every now and again, uh, you all throw ideas about, um, I think it is silver and uh, gold and the Austrian School of Economics or whatever it is. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, I think with competition, there's always a winner and there's always a loser. Whether, I, I don't know, it's just, that's just how competition works. I mean, Somebody, you can't you can't call yourself rich if there isn't poor. If there isn't a poor. Well, no. Sometimes what'll happen is if see if you have too few firms, let's say, uh, then th- those two firms might make a lot more money than if other people come into the market and compete with them. But everybody can still make money as long as they do a good job and they can they can they can make the pie bigger. But getting back to helping the poor with charities and stuff is that before we had the so-called welfare state, we had a lot of churches and private charities and mutual aid societies that help people. And the nice thing about that is is that they could all compete a little bit for people's donation money. And if you were donating to a charity or a church that you really believed in, and then all of a sudden it became corrupt or wasteful, you could withdraw your funds without having people with guns come to your house and demand money from you. Whereas when the government does these things, there's no competition, and when they fail, they want more money from you. Mm. Kenny, it just well, depends on how you look at it, man. It just depends on how you see things. I mean, in a market transaction, uh, you, for instance, if you're going to buy a hamburger from Burger King, that is a win-win transaction in that you would not uh, send, you would not give them the money if you did not value the burger more, your or full belly uh, more than you valued the two dollars or whatever the the cost is. And similarly, Burger King would not hand over the food if they didn't value your two dollars more than what it was they were handing to you. So in that transaction, you've got a win-win situation. But if you wanted to look at it and say, well, I lost $2 to, just to eat, well, then you could see it as you're, you're losing $2 if you don't look at it from the, the right positive perspective. So I think the viewpoint really comes into play here. And when somebody loses at a business, they've gained the knowledge to know that they made a mistake and that maybe they should put their time and their effort into something else. And I thank you for the call tonight. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you on the site for free. Uh, Those include listening options. We've got a broadband and dial-up version of the live streams, which air the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. You can also listen to those streams via your telephone. Any phone that can dial long distance can call into our listen lines. And there's our webcam, our free satellite channel, as well as 90 radio stations from coast to coast that carry the show. Get the details on how to tune in over at listen.freetalklive.com. If you have a company of your own and you need to try something new in the area of collections, it's uh, wasting your time, lots of uh, lots of accounts receivable, and you're 
you're taken away from your principal operations. SACL CAI, the main sponsor of this show, does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charges off receivables. You rest assured that uh, the principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty. He'll treat you fairly, and he'll treat your customers with respect. It's SACL CAI. All right, uh, so we're going to continue here. You guys had, I think, some further discussion on the whole win-win uh, commentary that was happening a few moments ago. Well, we were talking about uh, the K- Kenny, the player there, uh, was you know said that basically in the free market that there are winners and there are losers. And I'm not going to say that what he's not what he's saying isn't true, but it's kind of like the foot race. You know, you both run the race. The one guy wins, the other guy loses. You both get cardiovascular exercise. Who's the winner? Who's the loser? Um, you know, when it's all when, your perspective. It, it absolutely is about perspective. And what I was saying is that the marketplace is the most efficient way to allocate funds uh, for creation of wealth. And by wealth, I mean wealth for everyone and wealth for individuals. So what if if the marketplace is in the same way that we now have uh, you know 747s and 100 years ago we didn't we have bulldozers and 100 years ago maybe 100 years ago we didn't um, you know these things have uh, have occurred and it's because of the marketplace not because government intervention and government uh, reallocation of funds and things like that those that, that stuff is inefficient it may work in the same way that the government can build a school it just generally spends two or three times as much to build a building as uh, you know uh, the, the marketplace would so um, when if the marketplace is left to its own devices, I think in the relatively near future, I'm putting on my prediction cap here, that the marketplace is going to figure out how to produce free or low-cost energy. Now, I don't know whether it's going to be in a decade or two. I would suspect it's going to be quicker than five, though. That's just a guess. But if the marketplace does produce free or low-cost energy – then what's that going to do for people who are poor? Currently, governments fight wars today about energy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going fight to it, fight it about in, in 50 years. Right. But today, the, the scarce resource, the true scarce resource is essentially fossil fuels or energy. And once poor people have access to, to uh, you know, as much energy as they need for whatever purpose, the whole face of the world is going to change. And that will be done by the free market, which there will be winners and losers in, right? But everybody will win in the long run. Well, if there's a free market, then uh, you don't have the government at that point, right? Okay. It'll be a... uh, if. The the free the freer market the freer the market the more efficient it's going to be at allocating funds towards uh, you know this end that I'm talking about especially if, with the internet now and the flow of information that we have today that goes around the world in a matter of seconds that that also can make a freer market than we've ever had before because bad players are found out right away they're outed right away and so the resources get allocated to the good players quicker and so there are going to be losers if you don't do as good of a job. But but maybe that's a lesson, and then you go on and do something else. There's a lot of very successful businessmen that have failed many times Absolutely. At, at their business, and then they finally find the right niche, and they, and they, they learn the lessons, and they, and they do things correctly, and they make a lot of money. And then sometimes you could have 50% market share and be doing real well, and a few competitors come in. Maybe you bump down to 20 or 25%, but you can still make a decent living even with that kind of market share. Yeah, at and is still around. It used to be the, uh, the monopoly. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Actually, uh, we were talking earlier in the show tonight about uh, dispute resolution and giving some really uh, poor examples of of people behaving poorly, good examples of people behaving poorly when they could have been turning things around and and making things better. And there's actually somebody up here in New Hampshire uh, named Mike Ruff who does uh, professional 
mediation. You can hire him to come in and, and mediate your situation if uh, if you'd like to. And again, I, I consider mediation a little different, not as quite as serious as uh, process based as arbitration. But Mike has some uh, some things that he wants to say about this recent drama explosion. And there's been a couple of different drama uh, up, uprisings here recently. He says, look, folks. I ought to be eating the ongoing drama at uh, in the porcupine community with a spoon. I mean, I am a mediator, and I get paid to help folks resolve their disputes, but that's not what's happening. In fact, it's making me tired and disappointed. As for the ongoing drama at present, many of you have heard me say my rule is, unless I'm paid to care, I don't, and that's pretty much it. But I am getting a bit annoyed, and here's why. If you have a dispute, resolve it. If you can't do it without assistance, hire me or someone else to help you. What you should not do, get it all out online, rope other folks into it, push folks into taking sides, and maximize the drama and gossip back and forth, Mm -hmm. all the while making sure that things are said which can't be taken back. Make sure everything spirals out of control, escalates, becomes a series of ad hominem attacks and accusations, bring in unrelated issues, etc. Some unsolicited advice from a mediator who's been resolving disputes of all sorts for more than eight years. Number one, get it in writing. If you're making an agreement, even a quite simple one, write a contract. It doesn't have to be a long one written in lawyerese. In fact, that's the worst way to go. A contract consists of an offer and a consideration. Person A gives person B a bushel of grade F widgets. In return, person B will provide person A with the right to graze 13 jackalopes on person B's front yard for three months from today's date. Number two, take a fracking breath. When you start to get emotional in any way, stop and fracking think. Some things to think. Is this really that big a deal? Does the non-aggression principle apply? Is this the, the, the frack term from Battlestar Galactica? I think so. Hmm. How much do I really care about this? Is this something that should be shared with others? Should I bring myself, or should, rather, should I bring someone else in to resolve this situation or help me negotiate? Or can I do this myself? And so on. Number three, everyone doesn't have to know everything. I'm often hailed as a non-judgmental person, but it's not true. I judge everyone all the time. I'm extremely judgmental, and I just don't usually share my judgment, especially if the folks don't need to know them. And in certain cases, such as during a mediation, my judgment of an individual is irrelevant and is specifically not to be shared. Before sharing your judgments, think, will this be constructive or destructive? And what will be the effects if I share my judgment? Number four, committees suck and are the only life form with six or more legs and no fracking brains. Seriously, sometimes there's a need for a committee, but this is rare. Generally, committees exist to attempt to spread the responsibility. This is BS. Man up, grow some, and take responsibility. If you think someone is an a-hole then, and that it's important that judgment be shared with the community, just say, I think this guy is an a-hole and here's why. Don't open it up to committee discussion. Folks can say whatever the hell they want to afterward, but accept that you've said your piece and let it stand or fall on its own. Number five. Don't get caught up in debate. It's sort of a corollary of number four. All too often, folks in our community seem to prefer debating things to getting it, uh, getting them done. Most folks have trouble ta- uh, talking and working at the same time. So my take on that is if you spend too much time talking, you ain't doing S. Don't waste your time debating how many angels can dance on the head of a pin or whether or not property rights extend to alternate universes from this one. Get a fracking job, exchange, or rather engage in some activity that will further the cause of liberty. The free market, when we have it, will answer most of these questions well enough if they come up in reality. 
Six, serious threats are unmanly. It's fine to make threats in a joking fashion with the proper context. Many of you have heard my frequent byplay with another activist. We trade threats. I tell him I'm going to kick him in the nuts and that when he dies, I'm going to flog his corpse off to necrophiliacs and such. (laughs) And that's fine. But if you're going to seriously use violence, just frack and do it. Don't talk about it. Obviously, I don't condone initiated aggression. But if aggression has been initiated and you believe retaliation is merited, man up, grow a pair, and just do it. You can explain it afterward if necessary. But if an explanation is necessary... And be held accountable for it. Perhaps retaliatory violence wasn't. This has gone on way too long. I'll just sum up by repeating. Man up, grow a pair, talk less, do more, and don't be a fracking drama queen. Save that for the Hollywood a-holes. And show some fracking professionalism among activists. You don't have to like everyone. I sure as hell don't. You don't have to trust everyone. I hardly trust anyone. Spend your time and effort fighting the fracking enemy for once. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Enough time for your comments, your thoughts. Coming up here, 800-259-9231. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. and enjoy the features on our website for free. They're all over there for you. We give them away while those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. Ours is free, freetalklive.com. If you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears there. That's promote.freetalklive.com. And there's also a webcam on our website, which is completely free at cam.freetalklive.com. And that's brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. Just go over there and check them out at MemoryDealers.com. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off of list price. They're in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 as uh, we continue here with uh, discussion of one of the problems that I think is, uh, I don't know if it plagues the liberty movement, but it's definitely one of the problems that uh, is an issue and needs to be addressed. And that is the idea of uh, libertarian or liberty purism and essentially keeping people out of a movement because they aren't good enough or they aren't up to your specs of what a liberty activist should be or of what a liberty activist should believe and we've seen this uh, this bubble up recently uh, with the controversy we discussed in detail in the first two hours of the show. If you missed that, you can download it later on at freetalklive.com. But one of the claims against one of the parties that was made was that, well, she's not a real agorist. Now, agorism is a subset of the liberty movement. It's a group of folks that – It's going to become very popular in the last few years too. Well, very popular, I don't know, but well, it's certainly more popular. I hear than, a lot a lot of people talking about it. I never heard of this stuff four years ago. Before we moved to New Hampshire, certainly it wasn't even on the radar, no doubt about that. 
But uh, basically, and I think most of the people listening to my voice that would consider themselves uh, agorists probably started considering themselves that within the last two or three years. That's just my guess. Yeah. So one of the complaints uh, about the the folks over the the Last Biscuit, which is an underground business, it's a uh, black market, if you will, or or, or gray market, counter economic business uh, that essentially operates. Delivering food to people without government permission. They don't have the health permit. They don't have the business occupancy license. They don't have that stuff. And it has been labeled as agorism by a number of people in the movement. However, some who you might call the agorist purists are saying that uh, it is not, in point of fact, agorism. And... I did not understand this, and I've in, I'd invited one of the uh, the people that believes this way on the show, and we haven't been able to get him on yet to uh, to talk about this. But it would seem to me that if agorism is essentially working in the underground to create to offer a product or service to the marketplace without asking for permission, then that would fit the definition of agorism. However, what I was told is that the definition of agorism has to do with the libertarian revolution and that uh so if you if you're doing business in the underground without the intent of having a regular uh, revolution without being a pure libertarian then you are not in point of fact an agorist and you are your business is not agorist. So agorism's a thought crime that's basically my understanding of what I was I, told. That's my understanding of what agorism is, too, that you must intend to do agorism in order for agorism to be agorism. And that is what I believe that to be is a sidestep for the argument that the black market has been in effect as long as there have been co- coercive governments, that uh, the black market it is in strong effect in here in the United States. And what has it done to diminish the government um, that, you know, people will purport agorism as a revolutionary concept and I think it's fine that you not give extra money to the government. I'm for it. I love some of the ideas that I've gotten from, you know, many agorists. They, they, they're they outside the box thinkers, and I love it. But I am not of the opinion that agorism is a revolutionary idea because it just doesn't have any teeth. Um, you know, the, 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 as a matter of fact, the supposition behind agorism is the government will fail of its own weight. And I concur. Mm-hmm. And then the agorists will have built up alternatives to the government in its place and people will, and they'll be will able to replace cling it. to those and, and that kind of thing. That nice in of itself idea. is not a revolutionary idea. It's not. It's a revolutionary idea would, would have something to do with getting rid of the government that is you know big and onerous or whatever. Well, in a sense, though, if enough people do that where they withdraw and they just start trading amongst themselves without going through all the corporate and government middlemen – um, that does hasten the collapse of the government, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I, yeah, from that perspective, it could be seen as revolutionary. I do not agree because we have the largest government in the United States that the world has ever seen. And as uh, if you, I think it's uh, debtclock.us, you can go there and you can see that fewer than half of Americans pay income tax. So if you can have the largest government the world has ever seen with fewer than half of its citizens – by the way, that's not pay income tax. I'm really sorry I said that. Um, actually, it's file income tax returns. And then if you consider that as I've heard it – and I'm only quoting what I've heard – 60% of people who file income tax returns don't actually pay income tax. They're getting – in fact, you know, with the earned income tax credit and the head of household and all this other stuff, they're sure. actually getting money back. It's a welfare payment. Well, so right, in fact, they- what you're talking about is something like – 
20% of people actually pay ta- income taxes, then no, I do not believe that uh, by setting up an alternative to the fire department or the, uh, the, the pothole filling crew that you're doing anything to topple the government. But that's not the only federal tax people pay. I mean, Social Security you pay, too. And you, I don't. You're not, well, a lot of people do. Uh, every time you buy gasoline, you pay federal tax. There's, yeah. there's a lot of federal uh, and, federal taxes out there. But how many agorists don't pay uh, federal gasoline tax? Who who mm. has the agorist uh, you know gasoline refinery? That's I'll right. go. I promise. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy gasoline that, from you. And that's a good point too. So uh, so what I was told is that well the last biscuit is an agorist because it wasn't uh, it's not being operated for the express purpose of being an activist basically of of you know supplanting the government and uh, you know having this revolution or whatever and of course I don't like the term revolution I prefer evolution I think revolution suggests going back around to the beginning No no uh, that would that would be if you use revolution as in the term revolve not re- the term revolt Oh really? Yeah. You see, there's it's there's, there's two different ways to talk about it. Um, the, in the English language, sometimes a word that's mm. spelled the same way would mean something else. But you know, sometimes people just do things like that, and they are revolutionary acts, but they don't really think twice about that aspect of it. They just think that they don't want to uh, live, uh, they want to live freely, and they don't want interference with their lives. And and just because they're not part of somebody else's uh, dreamed up paradigm or club doesn't mean that they're not. Uh, really in that realm according to the person i was talking with he said that well maybe it's uh it's black market or counter economic at best so i went over to uh, agorism.info just kind of like this is one of their sites the agorist folks uh, just to get their own definition here and uh, counter economics is the study and or practice of all peaceful human action which is forbidden by the state so therefore selling food without a license is an act that is forbidden by the state therefore that would be considered counter economic well, right yeah. by that definition, am I right about that? I, I agree. Okay, yeah, that so, would be. But by the way, is this woman calling herself an agorist, or are other people calling? She has. She has. She has right. The term. So, at which point she then qualifies? Well, the, that. But he's saying she's not an agorist because she's not a true libertarian. She's not pure enough. Right. But you so, know, people come to that over time. Absolutely. And so you you look at the term agorist again. These are their definitions: advocate or conscious practitioner of counter economics. Older terms include left libertarian and new libertarian. So if you are a conscious practitioner of doing something that is without permission of the state, by their own definition, you're an agorist. It doesn't say you have to be a 100% pure libertarian, somebody that has you know, sworn an oath to the non-aggression principle. You could be someone who just wants to see uh, food licensing go away. You may just want to see the government get out of that particular area, and you've decided to take up that uh, th- that mantle, so to speak. And that's a form of civil dis- disobedience. It absolutely is. So, and, and then I pointed out, okay, well, maybe let's just say that Mama Allie, who runs the uh, the Last Biscuit, let's just say that down when she was in Savannah, she was just doing it for the purpose of making money. Like, she didn't care about the whole activism thing until she started meeting activists, until she started uh, to get involved in this movement and learn about this movement. But when she moved to Keene, New Hampshire, for the purpose of feeding the activist community, would that not be an explicitly so-called agorist act? I was told no. So clearly it's all about the individual and their perceptions of whether or not that person has met the purity test. And I think that's unfortunate because it turns people off and it turns people away. And none of us started as 100 percent pure libertarian. Yeah. It's a secret club mentality and uh, saying, you know, you're, you're not in the club and I am and no, 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 no.
That's uh, so maybe Zach Fix will come on to hash this out with us. Um, you know, it's, the invitation is still open to him. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I just wanted to get that out there. Hey, we're short on time here, but I want to make sure I don't forget to give you the Toto Sack. A two-pack of the Toto Sack can be yours. It'll help you carry the groceries back in from the car. It is so easy. It's a great little handle. Excellent device. I use it every single time I'm breaking stuff back in. You can go to totosack.us to learn more about it. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. And if you call in right now at 603-435-1105, you might just win one. That's 603, a two-pack actually. 603-435-1105. Call now to win. And we will be back tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that in 2011 will witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives the way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica.com. 19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com.